Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you to make better financial decisions in your life. I can't believe it's already that time again. Not only is it Friday the 13th, are you uh, superstitious? Are you superstitious? It's lucky Friday the 13th. Lucky Friday the 13th. We'll see. But I also get to hear Clark Stinks, my favorite segment of our podcast, where you give me feedback when I've been a terrible communicator or when I maybe have given bad advice, bad guidance, or in your opinion, bad information. And later, if you haven't traveled in a while, there's a mind-blowing thing the airlines are starting to do you need to be aware of. So without further ado, it's time for Clark Stinks. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. Okay, you've made it clear you're no fan of the big banks, but then you recommend Citibank double cash back credit card. A better choice would be the Apple credit card, which gives you 2% on all purchases when used with mobile payment and 1% on those used with the physical card. I use mobile payments, Apple Pay in this case, 90% of the time to avoid card number theft. It's faster at the checkout. I tap my Apple Watch on the reader while the checker is ringing up the order, and it's processed instantly when they're done. With Apple purchases and certain partners, you get 3% cash back. I used to get my credit and debit card numbers stolen about every 18 months. That all stopped when I switched to mobile payment systems, Ken. Ken, thank you. And your suggestion, regardless of what card you use, using uh in your case, Apple Pay or for Android users using GPay is really a great protection because of the way the payments are transmitted. There's no usable number that the criminal has intercepted. And so that is a very good anti-theft idea using Apple Pay. And in your case, because you do almost all your charges using the Apple Card digitally, you're getting the 2% cash back. On the other hand, for someone who has an Apple card and pays the traditional way, 1% is no great shakes. But in your case, it's perfect. All right, so back to your original point about how I can't stand the giant monster megabanks. The reality is that Chase and Citi are so dominant in the credit card space that if you are going to have various reward cards, often you're going to have to have cards with one or both of them, particularly those that are into airline stuff or like me with the Costco Visa card issued by Citibank, um, the Southwest Visa card 
issued by Southwest, and we have the companion pass, so my wife flies free all year long. Who does the Southwest is uh, Chase? Chase, yeah, yeah. So that's the issue is that, and besides, if you have a monoline kind of thing, you have just credit cards with a bank, they can still mess those up, but it's nothing like having your principal banking with them, with one of the giant monster megas having a checking account and having business accounts with one of them, don't ever do that. This is in response to the person that said Clark stinks because Zenny glasses often need to be adjusted, so it's not such a good deal. While I'm a faithful customer of Zenny, and yes, most of the time my glasses need adjusting, and in some cases, a different nose piece put on. While our good friends at Sam's Club have never blinked an eye at adjusting my Zenny glasses or even replacing the nose pieces at no charge. I even bring them into Sam's in the Zenny cases, and they've never given me a hassle. Just a smile and a sure we can do that. Now that's customer service, Timothy. Okay, Timothy, thank you for that. And equal opportunity. We had somebody post before that Costco Optical had done that Mm. for them. And it's interesting that these two warehouse clubs are willing to do the adjustments to Zenny glasses or glasses from anywhere else just as part of being a member of the warehouse clubs. Yep. For the most part, I enjoy listening to your podcast, but I have two Clark Stinks. You were talking about an expensive mattress not being in your budget. Please, just say it's expensive. It may not be in the budget for the majority of your listeners, but you easily could afford it. Just say it's expensive, very expensive. You also mentioned that your teenage son knows where kids underage can buy beer. I am sure you are a great friend to your son, but you need to be a parent. If kids will buy beer, which is illegal, do you not think they will drive after drinking beer? You need to report this business, but don't let your son know that you did this, Brian. Brian, thank you. It's really important to have communication with a teenager because their brains are still developing and all kinds of mischief goes on. Uh, As an example, if one of our kids is at a party and youthful indiscretion, they do uh, drink, they know that they can call us and we will come pick them up. They will also later have a lecture from us about why they shouldn't be drinking. But I want them to know that they have a safe zone to have us come get them. And that's been true with all three of my kids too have aged out of that now now with the 16-year-old. We have a lucky thing with our kid in that he's training to be a pilot, and so he cannot drink or use any drugs at all. He can't even take prescription drugs of most types. And so we have kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card with our son doing things like that. And uh, didn't have that with my two daughters, unfortunately. But You know, that's something I remember when he went for his FAA physical, you know, that's a specialized medical practice. The doctor was like, okay, every one of you kids think you're invincible and here are the things I want you to know. And he said, this is the kind of lecture you expect to hear from a parent, but you're going to hear it from me and you're going to listen and did the speech with him. And in addition to the drinking and drugs, what are the other things you think he mentioned? Driving too fast? Number one risk to a pilot losing his or her career. What? 
listening to music too loud. Oh, hearing makes sense. So then you you lose your entire career you've trained for if you listen to music too loud. So I've always been upset by son listening to music too loud. I was all over him about that. The second thing was the liquor mattresses. Store. Oh, the mattresses. Yeah. So that is a term I use that I should not use, which is not being in my budget. Because what I mean in my head is no way I'm going to spend money on that. What you're saying is that it sounds bad that I'm saying I couldn't afford to spend money on that. And I could afford to spend a ridiculous amount of money on a mattress, but it doesn't fit the way I think about money. And so I, there should be a better way that I say that. I mean, I think saying it's not in your budget is fine because you would take that money and budget to give to a charity knowing you. So, uh, all right, let's keep going on. Thank you for sharing your story about forgetting your medications when you left town and doing without them for four days rather than paying several hundred dollars for replacements. If you haven't lost your mind, you have certainly lost your perspective on what money is. Besides, couldn't Lane have overnighted them to you? Oh, wait, that would have cost you $25. Instead, you put your health at risk. From now on, please make meds number one on your take with list. That's from Gloria. We also had a few other people write in and one mentioned, which I was thinking when you said this, you can buy like four pills too, cheaper when you're away. You can do something like that. I have done what you said, Gloria, and I have made sure that I will always have my pills with me when I take a trip. I was just being my normal flaky self. And it's something a lot of people don't realize is I am very, very scattered and flaky. And so I have to do things by rote. You know, I have to always put my keys in the same place, my wallet in the same place, whatever, because I am a complete flake. When talking about prescription meds, you always suggest Costco. However, when I use GoodRx, Costco is never the lowest price option on basic thyroid meds. In fact, my last refill, GoodRx had a $10 coupon. The cashier ran up my two scripts separately and saved me $20. One ended up being $1.94, and that's from Lisa. Lisa, that's fantastic. I think that's absolutely great. And GoodRx and other apps like that, services like that, are wonderful to use. I'm a Clarkaholic and I've learned so much from you, but you seemed really out of touch on your show when talking about the increasing amount of credit card debt. You seem to believe that the reason credit card debt went down in 2020 was because people suddenly became aware of how detrimental it was and decided to pay it down. Clark, there was a pandemic and we were all stuck at home. We were also getting stimulus checks with nowhere to go and all that extra money. Of course, we could pay down debt. Now they're basically back to normal with inflation. So, of course, debt is rising again. And that was from Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. Uh, Clark, you recently said you think of Walmart as the greatest anti-poverty program we've ever had in the United States, in the same breath as mentioning how poorly they treat their workers. Their poor wages are supplemented by the billions in SNAP benefits that their employees take in. Where is the praise for actual anti-poverty programs like the child tax credit? Costco may deserve your high praise. Walmart most certainly does not. Best, Max. And then he wrote a PS. I love your show. Keep it up. Right, so, Max, Walmart historically, and I talked about this when I was talking about the problems at Dollar General and how Dollar General has a stain on its reputation for treating its workers so badly. Walmart suffered significant reputational harm for how they used to treat their workers. And I say used to, 
because Walmart is treating workers better than they used to. They're paying them better than they used to. They're offering better benefits than they used to. So are they like Costco, which pays their workers incredibly high wages and great benefits? No, but Walmart has improved. And Dollar General, I'm going to say it again, go ahead and fix how you treat your workers because the long-term reputational harm isn't worth it. Okay, and a lot of Costco mentions. Clark, I'm a huge fan and listener. I recently listened to one of your shows and can't help but notice how you brag about Costco as a great company. I am lucky to work for one of the Fortune 500 companies' public supermarkets, the largest privately owned company in America. I never hear you speak about what a great place it is to work at Publix and be an owner, Natalie. Okay, Natalie, this is so funny because two months ago, we talked about doing what we call an info pod. You know, when I open up a podcast or the second half of the podcast, we talked about me talking about Publix Mm -hmm. and how Publix outperforms other supermarkets because of the employee ownership and that Publix gets a profit margin much higher than other regional competitors they face around the country and the big national supermarket, Kroger, that they're much more profitable per dollar of items sold because the employees have spring in their step. And we didn't do it because outside of a very small number of states in the country, nobody knows what Publix is. And that's why we didn't do it. So now thanks to you, (laughs) I've done an abbreviated version of that. Okay, this is the last one. I have to finally call you out based on your comments that you made last week regarding your opinion on the stock market. You stated that you believe a stock market correction is coming based upon reversion to means and rising interest rates, and yet you are doing nothing because you don't need the money. I get it. Time is your friend and ride out the waves. However, if you seriously believe that the market is overvalued and you are doing nothing, then you are speaking out of both sides of your mouth and every dollar doesn't really matter to you. Many people listen to your show for financial advice and most are probably not millionaires. So any advice you can provide on market timing is welcome advice. Imagine if Michael Burry, who predicted the housing crash, ignored the data and did nothing for his investors. I'm sure your response will be generic in nature, like slow and steady wins the race. Sorry, that advice is for the layman, not for those listening to financial podcasts. I still love and appreciate all you do, but if you also know who is going to win the Super Bowl next year, don't hold back. And that's from Doug. Doug, thank you. My beloved Atlanta Falcons are not going to win the Super Bowl next year. I can guarantee that. You cannot guarantee it. Oh, I can. No way. (laughs) I can. Salary cap issues. They lost Matt Ryan. I mean, it's not going to happen. Sorry. But you have become an Indianapolis Colts fan. Well, yeah, I do love Matt Ryan. Boston College graduate. Boston College. Okay. So, uh, repeat that part that Doug said about don't do the lame thing of... Saying slow and steady wins the race. Okay. So, I am lame. (laughs) I really believe that, that for the typical person putting money in on a regular basis through a 401k, Roth IRA, whatever that you just ride through the storms. Because if you look at the history of stock investing, the largest amount of gains happen in very few trading days. So to tell somebody, go to the sidelines and wait till the dust clears 
till the bottom has been hit. We never know when that bottom is. I play the odds that over time, there are far more up years and up quarters of stock markets than there are down ones. So I'd much rather stay in the game and ride through the rough waters because I don't know when rough waters become calm waters. And I think back to 2007 and 8 and into 9 when I kept trying and failing to get people to ride through the scary down market. People who rode it all the way down but stayed in ended up with this enormous boom that started in the spring of 2009 with stock investing and rode to huge gains through the teens or tens, tens, Mm -hmm. that last decade we went through. And so if I had gone to the sidelines or advised you to and you put your money off to the side, the problem is people don't know when it's safe and you would have missed a lot of the gains that happened particularly early on after the market bottomed out in 2009. And I'm not predicting anything like that kind of collapse, but who knows? It can happen. I mean, part of investing is this cyclical thing where we have declines of the market of 10% or more known as corrections, and then we have bear markets of 20% or more. I believe that dollar cost averaging is your ultimate friend. That's where you put money in steadily, well diversified, and you ride through the bad times so that you benefit from the good times. If that makes me lame, guilty as charged. (laughs) Coming up next, I got some warnings for you about what's going on in the travel world and one particular shocker of a development. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Americans are back to travel big time right now. And I want to tell you a scam warning mixed with a ripoff warning. And then tell you something you need a heads up about. Okay. So, scam warning. You do a Google search or some other search engine looking for travel to somewhere. And something will pop up that is a screaming deal. And you click and you go through. It looks like completely a legitimate website. And you buy and you book. And let's say it's an airline ticket. You get to the airport. They don't know who you are. Or you 
travel somewhere by car or by air and you get to the hotel or whatever it is and they're like never heard of you i remember we had someone who contacted us who had booked a place to stay they thought they had booked on airbnb but it turned out they'd booked on a fake site and they got to the address and it was a vacant lot there's nothing there and their money was gone I need for you to be really, really cautious and careful when you do any kind of search for travel deals using any search engine. And also, I've got a gray area here. So if you go on something like TripAdvisor and you're looking for a hotel, let's say, and you look through the reviews, you pick out the hotel you want, and then TripAdvisor will show you a whole bunch of different booking sources to book that hotel. And a lot of the ones they list there are really shady. I mean, really shady. And they're not scamsters necessarily, but man, you should read what people post that they booked at this or that or the other. And they got there and blah, blah, blah. No room, nothing. The money's gone. Be very, very careful with how you get to booking for something in the world of travel. Because particularly with the run-up in prices of travel, suddenly everybody decided COVID was over and everybody's booking to everywhere around the country and now around the world. These scamsters are able to con you more easily because, hey, look at this price versus what I saw somewhere else. And before you know it, you got ripped off. Could be anywhere on that continuum from rip off to a scam. Okay, then I got to tell you one other thing going on. It's happening now at three airlines. You go to buy an airline ticket and they sell you an airline ticket and you get to the airport and you go through security And you get to the gate, and your flight is a bus. This is so crazy. I'm not making this up. I know. It's crazy. It'll have a flight number, and you think you're getting on a plane to fly to a hub, because the full fare airlines all use this hub and spoke thing. And so you'll go to a place that's maybe three-hour drive from where you're flying out of, out of the major hub. And where they might have had you on a commuter plane before, could even be a wind-up toy propeller plane. Now you get to the gate, and you paid real money to ride a bus. Like there's a bus at the gate. There is a bus at the gate. (laughs) Now there is one advantage, and that is, At the little airport, going through security is probably a breeze. Going through the big airport, security is a pain in the rear usually. Long lines potentially. So you avoid that because you went through security at the first place. But I'm telling you, you didn't spend airplane money to ride a bus. You just didn't. And so it will disclose before you buy it, particularly at an airline website, It'll say transportation offered by blah, 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 bus lines, where usually 
with a commuter flight, usually you're looking for four-digit flight numbers on American United and Delta for a commuter carrier, typically. Or in the case where the buses are happening, it will tell you blah, 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 bus line. And then you'll know you're on a bus, not an airplane. In which case, you're probably better off because you'll probably get a cheaper fare getting over to wherever it is they're going to put you on a bus anyway. Driving yourself, yeah. But it's possible there are times that the bus ride would be cheaper than buying a ticket right from the hub airport because at what they call fortress hubs, American United and Delta tend to charge more money than they do at spoke cities because they face no competition typically or meaningless competition at the hub versus what they face at a spoke where it could be a spoke for American United Delta and then there could be service on discounters and things like that. So just be aware to look at that and be careful if you book on a third-party site for airline flights that you want to make sure before you click to purchase that you go and check to see what you're actually flying on, who you're actually flying on, because at the third-party sites, you may not have good disclosure of that. All right, we'll go to some questions. Kathy in North Carolina says, we've earned a lot of travel miles and hotel points over the years. I wanted to know what happens to all of the points if we were to pass away before using them. Can we have them go to the kids? I'd hate for them to be lost. Kathy, this is something that if you go to a lawyer who does wills, estates, and trusts, this is automatic with them. It will be on the forms you fill out ahead of time for them, either computer-generated or paper forms. They will have you fill out all your frequent flyer programs, the account numbers for them, hotel programs, car rental programs, you may have points, anything like that. They'll have you fill those out because technically, this is weird, but your points and your miles are not yours under the law. They belong to the airline or hotel or whatever. But airlines and hotels generally honor what's stated in a will. Generally, not always. Um, Now, let me tell you what practically goes on in a lot of families. Okay, so what people will do is they will give who they want to have the points or miles later their account number and sign-in. So better be a kid you really trust, you want to have them, or a friend, whatever. And at the time you do pass away, they just sign into the account as if you're still there and use up your points. But the that's messy, and the proper way to do it is to have it reflected in your will. And this is just one of those things that people have ended up forfeiting huge amounts of points or miles in who knows what kind of program if they're a regular traveler because they didn't plan and prepare for this. This is from Clinton, Florida. We're 90 days away from flying from Orlando to Missoula, Montana for a wedding. Should we expect the prices of flights to drop over the next three weeks? Checking Priceline, Kayak, and Google Flights is giving me price anxiety. I bet it is, Clint. I mean, man, airfares that are being posted for summer are 
really, really high. They're not inflation-adjusted all-time record high prices, but they're way up. And it's because the airlines got rid of so many of their employees with early buyouts back early in COVID and 20. And now airlines are having to park planes because they don't have enough pilots and flight attendants to fly the schedules. Um, Every airline's falling all over itself saying, we're hiring 17,000 people this year. We're hiring 8,000 people, whatever, to try to deal with this. The cavalry's not coming in time to get all those planes scheduled out for summer. So we've got this massive pent-up demand from people who put off travel in 20 and 21, all hitting seemingly at once. At the same time, the airlines don't have enough people to get all their planes in the air. Supply and demand, classic problem. Missoula also is a market that historically is really, really an expensive air market to fly into. The best guess right now is domestic travel, your sweet spot for tickets with what fares have been lately is four to six weeks out. You right now are 12 weeks out. So if you go with the classic formula, you would do that. But I would set up, you know, you can on Kayak and Google, you can set up fare alerts. It'll alert you when the fare moves up or down each day, price watchers, and you're able to see if there's a meaningful price movement over these next several weeks and you could go ahead and buy. The other thing you could do, and I did this last time I went to Missoula, um, I flew to Billings because Billings was less than half the price of flying into Missoula, rented my car in Billings, and drove west. And it saved me a ton. There were four of us going. We saved uh, well more than $1,000 total for the four of us going to Billings instead. You can also check Salt Lake. It'll be a much longer drive up to Missoula, but Billings would be a better choice. And check Spokane as well in eastern Washington. In other words, the more flexible you can be about the destination airport in Montana, the better you're going to do potentially with the fare. And from Callan, Alabama, I'm considering making a life income gift to my favorite charity that would pay either a variable or fixed income to me monthly. I know that the charity itself is well managed, but they work with investment partners to manage the annuities. What questions should I ask to ensure that the annuity payout is secure for my lifetime? And knowing your criticism of most annuities, what is your opinion of them associated with charitable giving? Right. So let me explain this. This is a uh, pretty rare concept. But if someone has been a meaningful donor to charities over the years, you'll get these UFO letters from them saying, we have a deal for you. You could take assets, give them to us. We will give you a lifetime income, send you just a check every month. And then at the time of your passing, the remaining money goes to us. There are nice tax benefits with this. And this is an esoteric, complicated kind of area. First, Kelly, before you do this, hopefully you've had a lawyer, a lawyer that does wills, estates, and trusts, has been involved with your estate planning. You want to go see him or her and see if this makes sense for you as an estate planning and tax strategy. Second, 
you want to pay for clock time with a fee-only financial planner, Garrett or wherever else, you want to pay him or her to evaluate the annuity plans offered by the particular charity you're thinking of making one of these donations to. Because this is this is an odd sort of thing because it's both a charitable tax-deductible donation and a source of income for you moving forward in retirement. An extremely complicated thing. And that's why having double independent expert advice from people that are fiduciaries, the lawyer is a fiduciary you go to, and the fee-only financial planner would be a fiduciary to do proper evaluation of this from an estate, tax, and investment perspective. That was a lot for me to say, wasn't it? And I want to thank you for all your questions today. I love hearing from people who have patterns of how they listen to me, whether it's in their car as they commute, whether it's while they're out walking their dog, whether it's they're having trouble falling asleep at night, (laughs) and I'm so boring, I help you fall right to sleep jogging, whatever it is, I love that you have made me a pattern in your life. And I hope that the information you gather empowers you so that you can take more control of your wallet, which is ultimately about having more control over the choices you can make in your life.